time for Larry News Sports. My guests tonight, John Follow Through Blue. With Underdog Sports, Sean the This Thursday, 7.04 p.m., July 15th, 2021, we are two weeks away from the NBA draft, where Houston, on lottery night at least, was one of the winners, getting the number two pick when they could have gotten nothing at all. And um, so, got it feeling good. Uh, Britt? Assuming, what well, well, what are you hearing as far as what Houston might do with that two pick? Oh my gosh, I feel like we've heard everything from them trading up to the number one pick in order to get Kate Cunningham all the way to, I mean, I guess keeping the number two pick, which feels like it's sort of obvious, but um, I, I think it's sort of like, a two-way tie if they keep the number two pick between Jalen Green and um, or, um, Evan Mobley, but mm-hmm. I don't know. At this point, <laughs> I feel like something could change any minute now, but maybe it's just just tons of rumors that are going on. Do you have a preference between those two? Because most like, uh, very, very likely Detroit's going to keep their pick, take Cade. Um, and then, yeah, it's down to Mobley, Jalen Green. Do you have a preference of those two? Yeah, I really like Mobley in particular, but Green has definitely um, been someone of interest. I, I think I, I know so many fellow Rockets fans who want to get um, Jalen Green and a lot of there's been a ton of hype related to him. So uh, to be honest, I mean, I think when we talked a couple of months ago, which is surprising since I, I or I guess I'm just sort of surprised that I'm on the show again, but typically speaking, the last time I spoke, I was just like, um, I was hoping that we wouldn't lose our pick. So since we didn't right. lose our pick, I'm just fine with whatever we get at the end of the day. I think, you know, all four of the top picks are going to be good players in the league. Um, at least, you know, six men worthy, if not better. So it, it won't matter to me. We just need a better roster at this point. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of work to go. And I guess no matter what, they still owe OKC a pick at some point. Um, yeah, at some point, if I'm recalling correctly, although I think, think yeah so it would probably convey next year but at the latest in 2023 if i recall correctly so eventually they'll owe a pick but i'm happy it wasn't this year or else it probably would not be a good feeling right now 
Yeah. And I get is it always is it top four protected each year? No, it's not protected after this year. Oh wow. Um it was just the season that it was protected. And I think after that we actually own our pick. Um I'll have to do a little bit of research. I for, I completely forgot what the pick protections are, but I'm pretty sure we don't owe a pick after this for OKC. Right. Um yeah, and I, I would imagine no matter who they take, whether or not it works out, Houston's probably not going to be in the playoffs next year. So could be a lot. So probably a lottery pick for OKC. Yeah, potentially, but I I think it depends. I think it may convey to two second round picks, but I need to confirm. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll, um, confirm as we're talking. (laughs) Okay. In the meantime, John, I know um, you, you've watched a little bit of college basketball this year, probably not so much of the, uh, the G league bubble. No, not as much, not as much G League as I probably should have, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I am, I am all in on Green. No, wow, go 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 on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, first of all, I think I think Mobley is, um, <clears throat> I think his physical gifts have made have given him just a big advantage when he's been playing like in college and and so forth, and I don't think. I don't think he'll have quite the same mismatches in, in the pros. Um, I think he'll be great. I really hope so. I think that <clears throat> it's not a coincidence that he's been climbing in the last few weeks as, as DeAndre Ayton has like had such an impact in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> but whatever Mobley ends up being, I think Green has the potential to be more. And I also think, um, I think it says something that Green has been doing what he does against you know, grown men versus um, Pac-12 college basketball players. Well, you mean the 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 finals runner-up, Pac-12 UCLA team? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, did beat like Kansas and stuff, right? I mean, they had a they had a run. They had a nice but, run, yeah. But, and, but they were still, like, the best the team in the US. Season. They were the best team in the Pac-12 in the regular season, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So. So like, but um, no, I, I just, I think Green has done a lot more already. Um, I think he pairs better with Christian Wood. And I also, I also think that um, he's raw and reckless and kind of a mess on defense and he's unpolished, but that's perfect. That's perfect for a team that's going to lose, right? <laughs> this is the, this is the Russell Westbrook situation in, you know, Seattle slash OKC. It's like, all right. Just go out and, and do stuff and be electric and get fans excited and lose some games and then, you know, play for, like, keep building the roster for um, towards 2024, 2025 when the Nets are going to be terrible and mm-hmm. we own all their picks. And it's going to be, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the long game. It's like the Astros did a few years back and just piled up pick after pick after pick. Lost 100 games three years in a row. Okay. But then want to, you know, not tainted at all World Series. Right. So, I mean, I've, I've forgotten all about that. I was just so ready last April to boo them, and but I never got the <laughs> chance, so I forget. <laughs> yeah, so I love Mobley. I think he's great. Um, and I think Cunningham's great. I think Suggs will probably be, you know, effective. I think he, uh, but I, I think Green's the guy for Houston. Sean, uh, I know you don't know too much about 
these NBA prospects, but if you were picking, would you take the the college proven center who's uh, is he six eleven? Maybe close to seven foot. Six eleven, probably seven three wingspan or something. He's like wow. Or or the raw guard with a lot of like scoring skills. To keep in mind, Evan Mobley, the center, also also is pretty pretty gifted with I guess ball handling skills and shooting for a center. And but very and playmaking, very skinny, like very skinny. Durant, the second guy going into the NBA look, NBA look huge. The second guy is skinny. No, the first guy. This, no, the the center is skinny. Okay. Well, I'll give you my answer, but first, I do want to say that I think John Blue probably has one of the best haircuts he's ever got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's just because it was today. It was it was it was today. Thank you, Sean. I feel like, I feel like you're very happy with it. Are you? <laughs> I I am like well so normally I don't I don't like put any product in but my barber does because mm-hmm. he at least cares how it looks on the way out the door yeah. <laughs> so that's like so normally I just let it go after that but you caught me on the day I got it cut oh it looks good and like as a bald guy I don't know I have I'm I zero in on dudes haircuts I don't know like <laughs> women sometimes will get their hair done and I just can't can't see it I think like hair jealousy you know what i mean <laughs> um, anyway uh, i kind of want to ask Brittany, who do you think i do have a pick but who do you think would fit in as a better who would fit in on the team that's who you want whoever would fit with everyone else so to be honest i feel like both would fit although yeah. the progression for them will be a little bit different i think jalen green will probably fit pretty much immediately since the league is a guard driven league. Um, There's so many guards who are essentially, I mean, he, uh, well, first of all, he's pretty tall. I think he's like six, eight. So even if the Rockets went with him instead of Mobley, they would have a pretty tall um, or um, backcourt. And second of all, just since, you know, the league is full of Lucas and, Dame Lillard's and just a ton of guards. It's just having another guard in a guard driven league is probably going to be fruitful, but I personally like Mobley for two reasons. One, it allow for Christian Wood to slot himself back in his natural position in a four. And then two, since the Rockets, I feel like even though they, you know, sort of sucked in last season, they did have a pretty good guard rotation, even if they lose a few of those players and they actually signed a few of them to some, um, some extended deals. So I feel like, you know, unless the Rockets are going to move on from a ton of their guards during the off season, which is incredibly possible, depending on who they draft, then Mobley would be a good fit just for the front court. But I feel like either way, it's going to be a good selection when it comes to the pick. That's why I'm sort of like neutral about it, even though I'm sliding or I'm slightly leaning towards Mobley, but I don't really have a preference either way. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick the second guy. Just on pitches, pitches that I got, I'm going to pick the second guy because I think raw energy is maybe what the team needs. If that guy would bring it more so than the tall guy. That's my choice. Oh, yeah. By the way, I did my quick research on the pick, and I I forgot it was that um, convoluted 
um, pick, pick swap, swap between Miami, Houston, and OKC, where OKC, if they got Houston's picks, they would have gotten the two lowest picks. But since Houston's pick conveyed for the Rockets, then OKC got um, the second and third um I guess best picks between Miami and Houston. So they got the, like the, what was it? The sixth pick and the 13th or 14th pick, something like that. So it was just convoluted. So the Rockets don't have to like give two seconds or anything like that. I probably should have looked that up in the first place, but I, I completely forgot. But they still do um, most likely go first, right? Next year. Yes. Um, no, so they don't owe them a pick. So they oh, were a part of a pick swap. Yeah, so they do owe them a pick in 2024, but that's a separate um, situation, and that uh, that's another like convoluted pick swap between Houston and Brooklyn and um, OKC um, because of another pick swap situation. But in those cases, there's no like pick protection. So this was the only year where there was like a definite pick protection if they were below the top four. Wow. So yeah, this was the year to definitely win the lottery. Yeah, it was much better than losing and then having Chris Paul go to the NBA finals. That would have been like a double (laughs) bummer. Yes, yes. Being that he was the one who they they traded away or attached the pick to. Yeah. Um Larry, real quick. Yeah. Before before we move on, I just want to tease the underground or the underdog sport we're gonna talk about later. Mm -hmm. I just want to tease I think that'd be good. But I, I th- we're going to talk about what I think is one of the blue chip, like underappreciated sports of the world. Ooh, the blue chip stock of like underappreciated sports. So uh, an up and coming sport. No, it's like been around. It's like a solid, yeah. sport. But it's like uh, it's the it's the best of the underdog sports. It's just sort of like it's out there. It's not like a secret sport, but it is like underappreciated. Okay, it's very. Yeah. And also, I wanted to ask, because I'm coming to you with a new setup. Does it look like a sad person lives in this apartment? Be honest. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Because it, it's I, I'm not. Like, I'm doing good. But I just want to make yeah. sure. It looks, yeah. Like, is it, is it the same apartment, or did you move? It, I've rearranged. No, but I have, like, these weird, like, machines back here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there is clutter here. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that that could be moved. Those mixing yeah. boards could be moved. I'm sure. Yeah, they can. They will. <laughs> nice. They will. But it looks nice. Um, and that's a productive thing to do, to rearrange furniture yeah. and oh, yeah. change change the chi in your apartment. Right. Yeah. So but I... Much like Houston is doing with yeah. their... Um, <laughs> Since they traded Harden, they, yeah, they're getting rid of the bad energy, bringing in all new energy. Um Thanks. I think I'd go with Mobley as well, um, just because, you know, and, you know, I I haven't watched, like, video after video of these guys' highlights and full games, but I did see him play a little bit, and he seems like he just has a, a great amount of um, just, like, offensive awareness, and his playmaking is what's really impressive, and that'll separate him from the other centers in the league. You were talking about uh, guards possibly being moved. Um, I have heard Eric Gordon's name in like possible trades, but I can't imagine other teams wanting that contract. I don't know. Or did he do kind of well last year? Well, up till he pulled his hamstring, or no, not hamstring, his groin, which is even worse um, during one of the games. Like he was playing pretty well. He, 
I mean, I, he was surprisingly playing well, but the issue isn't so much his contract. I, I feel like his contract is reasonable. Um, he has two years left on his deal. It's just that his injury history is really bad. Like it seems like every single freaking year he gets injured. Um, and it's like, almost like clockwork he gets injured and then he's out for extended period of time. So I feel like he'll eventually get moved. Um, he's a really good six man. I mean, he won six man of the year for goodness sake. So I, I'm not too worried. It's just that I, I don't know if it's going to happen as part of a trade uh, or as a lot of part of a, um, or, you know, at the same time as one of these, tra- you know, the lottery being lottery picks being moved if I can actually think of my words but um, it's just going to be interesting how or if they move Eric anytime soon I just feel like he just has a ton of injury concerns that can't necessarily like factor in for like a you know a championship contender of any kind yeah maybe best case scenario for him in Houston is he's he's fully healthy this year and plays pretty well. And then by the trade deadline, some contending team wants to add more shooting. Yep. Or he'll complain like <laughs> PJ Tucker and James Harden and find a way out of the yeah. are out of Houston. So I, I'm I'm assuming that. Well the well PJ Tucker's complaining kinda I mean Houston got Milwaukee's pick, right? Yeah, they were able to get the I guess it got it's the 24th pick for mm-hmm. this year. So yeah, I mean, good. it's a positive that we were able to get at least one pick, but um, it just, I guess, added to the drama that was yeah. the Houston Rockets 2020, 2021 season. Speaking of trades, um, John, since you you favor Jalen Green, if suppose, um, I don't know, I, I could see Cleveland really wanting uh Mobley though mm-hmm. maybe not mm-hmm. anymore because it seems like they're moving away from Colin Sexton um but them or Toronto and if say they really wanted Mobley and were willing to trade I I guess I guess you would definitely take it if you prefer Jalen Green right if they were willing to trade up yeah I mean if you can every time I was like pulling a Boston yeah right yeah. <clears throat> where they get the guy they wanted move down to they, they got Tatum because that's who they wanted. They moved down two slots, and then they picked up an extra first-round pick, basically, from Philly for doing that. I don't think that's on the table. From I don't think that sort of deal is right out there right now. But it's possible. It's it's if someone approached him with that, like, yeah, I think that would be great. Um, if Cleveland said, "Hey, we'll give you Kevin Love if, to move up a slot," I'd be like, "Well, no, that's let's not do that." Really. Even if if it, oh oh okay okay. I was thinking Kevin Love as like salary dump plus some sort of asset. Oh no, yeah, it'd have to be an actual real asset. Right, right. Um, I would not consider Kevin Love an asset. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. um, but I I mean if that if that's a possibility, but he's like, but look who I don't know, Masai Ujiri is, he's too good. Like uh-huh. he's he, he's he's too. He's too slick. He's not going to, um, I mean, he could put out all this like, oh, I'm going to take Mobley and then go take Green instead, right? Like, I don't know. And Cleveland's right there, and I have no idea what Cleveland's doing ever. If they if they do move on from Sexton, then maybe they would want 
green, but I think I think Mobley's. I think they would take Mobley. I think I think so too. But so I guess like if, if they swapped with Cleveland or something, it would be great if the Rockets can get you know if everyone decides by draft time Green's the third best player, and kind of and everyone agrees and they can get an asset for um, swapping him, that would be great. Pretty. I can. I can a quick Cleveland perspective. Okay, that, it, that's, that's perfect. From my observations, Cleveland has been riding the high of the of winning the NBA Finals like years ago. Like it's they don't know it, they don't admit it, but they're still like jacked up from from that. Um, so I don't. I think everyone is sort of just like uh, it doesn't matter. Like it's we're fine with what's happening. Like I think they even internally celebrated LeBron winning last year. Like, I think they were, they might not admit it, but I think that, that they felt a bump. Oh, yeah. We, you know what I mean? Just still, yeah, I think, I mean, LeBron, by they, coming back, definitely, like, resolved any ill will there was from the decision. Yeah. And I, I think the Cavaliers have senioritis still. <laughs> good way to put it. Right. So they're just happy to be there. They'll take whoever. Yeah. They're just having fun. Yeah. That's, that's the way that's, to be. That's what I it's think. all about. I mean, that's yeah. what you want to do. It's a game, guys. Come on. Yeah. Let's relax. Yeah. They're both good. Uh, Britt, would you say Jalen Green is the number three pick or the number three on your big board? I mean, I guess if we exclude Cade, I, I really don't feel like the Rockets are going to move up to get Cade. So right. to be honest, like, I feel like at this point, since there's a lot of smoke, Cade and Jalen are at the same level, or at least maybe, um, I, I mean, maybe the Detroit's just being um, aloof and trying to get additional picks, which has been my sort of concern, is that they're sort of waving like, hey, we'll give you the number one pick, or we'll pick Jalen Green if you give us X, Y, and Z, but the Rockets shouldn't be doing that. But I, I guess on my big board if i had any um my imaginary one that i'm just making up right now he would probably be like uh number three i I guess by default but i really do like him and if he was picked for the number two pick i I wouldn't mind it either Mm. is there a trade that you'd be okay with for moving up to number one not really because i mean i guess two things are two primary reasons. One is that the Rockets, you know, they just reattained a lot of their picks. Mm-hmm. So um, as a reminder, they had to give up a ton of picks as part of the Chris Paul for um, Westbrook trade a couple of years ago. So, you know, uh, Raphael Stone, who's the GM for the Rockets, had to reacquire a ton of assets that were lost, not just because of the Westbrook trade, um, but also because of Daryl Morey, um, the former GM of the Rockets, just wheeling and dealing picks for years on end for, you know, for a positive reason, they trying to keep the Rockets in contention until the last minute, but they didn't have any picks this season or this, um, this lottery until a couple, you know, until the beginning of the season when all the trades are happening. So that's one. And two, I'm not really a fan of giving away a ton of picks just to move up one spot. Like it'd be different if the Rockets were like the, I mean, they wouldn't be, 
top I mean they wouldn't be five because they, if they were five they would have lost their pick but like imagine that they were they didn't have those pick protections and all the other stuff and they were able to get number five without losing their pick if they had to move up from five to one then yeah you should give a ton of picks up for that but I don't think you should be giving up a ton of stuff just to move up from one to two even if the person who is number one is like absolutely incredible if Detroit really wants to get Jalen Green they should just pick him number one that's that's really my bottom line about it. Mm. I mean, I, I definitely think if they want Jalen Green, they should try to trade down. But uh, yeah, it might be tough because these teams are all in asset collection mode at the top of the draft. John, um, well, first of all, do you see a big difference between Jalen Green and say Kate Cunningham? Uh, and if so, is there like a trade you'd consider doing? No, I mean, I, f- I feel like... I feel like Cade is probably the best just based. This is based on a bunch of people who watch a lot, a lot more basketball than I do and watched a lot of Oklahoma state games and stuff start to finish. I haven't seen like, um, yeah, I haven't seen any reason not to take him number one overall, but I'm with, I'm with Brett. There's probably not a big enough Delta. Like it's not like Anthony Davis, Mm-hmm. coming out right where the first pick is the best and then everyone else is like you might as well not even be there <clears throat> like or a couple years ago you know we had john Morant and zion williamson and, the and next rj pick, <laughs> and rj and the next pick third and rj is an up-and-comer but those guys i mean were rookie of the year and like an all nba almost selection yeah zion made an all-star this year i think yeah, and Zion's like Zion's really good. Like those are both really, really good. And RJ might get there. He absolutely might. And I hope he does. But um, but in this draft, I don't think it's quite as um uh, quite as segregated. I think the the top three are close enough in my mind that I wouldn't give up a lot mm-hmm. to go up and get Cade, even though he's probably more complete and ready to go on day one, like based on what everyone's saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the, all these teams um, are drafting the lottery, except because know that for sure. Because what? They all want to win. They all want to win, uh, as do um, any sport. You want to win, right? Even if like you're not the best of sports, and you're maybe an underdog sport in a certain way. John. What yeah. do you got for underdog sports? Well, there's, this is a good this is a good one. I th- I think everyone's gonna really enjoy it. But first, I want to thank Brittany for earlier saying that she was surprised to be asked back because mm-hmm. I always feel I can identify. I'm always surprised to be asked back too. Oh wow! You know, only because I'm not a sports guy. I'm only here because I'm like I do the underdog sports stuff. But it's a great. Like, it's it's the fans' favorite segment. I like sports. You know what I mean? I just like not as much as I'm not as well as informed as you are. Right. You know, which I have a question for the end, maybe that might be a very good to- discussion topic. Sure. For, for, okay. But so this, anyway, is, this is why you're asked back because you, you, cu- you come prepared and stuff. you get yeah, the discussion going. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to talk about handball. Uh huh. We know it in New York very well. We all there's mm-hmm. handball courts everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, Brittany, you, you're on the West Coast, right? Yep. Is there handball courts by you? Um, 
it's very regional you know so i think so but i am essentially a homebody who just watches tv all the time so i, I don't really know <laughs> Well, I also think this is a good thing, a call out for the fans that they maybe they can find out where handball is in the rest of the U.S. It seems like it's mostly a big city thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I think very much a New York thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Very much a New yeah. York thing. All right. But here's OK. So here's some of the exciting stuff. Where do you think handball came from? Mm. I thought it was born in New York. Yeah. So New York, because there's handball courts everywhere, like where you, where you go. Uh, you can get like handballs at some bodegas. You know what I mean? Or at least you could. <laughs> when, at some point. When my friends were kids. That, my friends who grew up in New York were kids. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's based off of Gaelic uh, handball. Ooh. I guess the Irish brought it over. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah so, you, when you think of Ireland, you think of, you know... Green pasture, green fields, green hills, not not handball walls and courts. Yeah, yeah. And you don't really think of sports. Like, I know they do soccer up there, but mm -hmm. you don't think of sport. Maybe you think of the Boston Celtics, which is just wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also the wrong continent. Yeah. The what? I said the wrong continent. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's completely off. Anyway, um... Handball is, I feel like we know it in New York, but there are like, there's legit stuff. I found a indoor match. It was like a semifinal between two guys, Pito and Tavo. Um, and it was played indoors. I, I didn't know there were indoor handball courts, um, but there are some up in the Bronx. Oh, wow. And I don't know. It's a riveting sport. It's like squash, but it's played on one ball, one wall. But then they also, you can do three wall and four wall handball of different sizes. So three wall, you know, more like racquetball, like a racquetball. Yeah, yeah like squash. The wall and stuff. Um, but uh, I also found, all right, this, if, I don't know if we're allowed to watch it. I don't know, like YouTube has weird rules about watching other videos. You know what I mean? But this guy gave a great, Stranded in PR gave a great handball tips. And one of them was like, and it sounded insane, but it totally makes sense. It sounds like such a, like a playground rule or, or, or like thing to do, but it's like, you have to make a sound when you hit the ball. <laughs> but it makes sense. Cause like, um, I feel like you do, he, he said you need to expel breath when you make contact with a ball because you will hit it, hit it more stronger and harder and more accurate. That's probably it. Know. It like forces you to exhale. And yeah. yeah, he had, he did have great tips about how to play about like, he said it's kill or be killed. He's like, handball is not Christmas. It's, <laughs> it's like, I, my, my only goal is to put the ball where my opponent can't get it, <laughs> which just sounds so simple, but like, yeah, it's smart. He also was just like, you know, all he demonstrated natural swings of the hand, natural swings. L Larry and John, have you played handball? <clears throat> I never have. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's fun. So, when I was a kid, um, yeah. it, in like grade school and stuff, we played something like it with a tennis yeah. ball, but I, I, it would you would catch it and then throw it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we called it suey, short for suicide. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
and there was probably some element of hitting each other. There was like, if you lose somehow, well, first of all, if you like throw it against, against the wall, but you fall short, you have to tag the wall before Hmm. someone else can hit the wall. And if you don't, (laughs) then there was pegging. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I have played handball. Um, I mean, this was like over a decade ago, but I'll, I'll be honest. It made me feel like more of a New Yorker, but I played handball with a bunch of like New York coworkers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And it is fun. It's, it's like, it's easier to do than tennis. You, it's, you really do have to like, and the guy who gave the instructional video is right. It's just like, don't swing at it like this. Like you're scared, like really just swing your arms naturally. Um, but like I played with guys who played since they were kids and they, they like hit, they hit the ball right at the corner so well that it would like bounce on the ground once and then just roll. Like it was impossible to hit. (laughs) And like I saw in this 15 minute um, competition video, I saw the semifinal, like this guy was down 20 to three, but then he came up 20 to eight. And on that last one, he like dove and it was just incredible. He just was a, a bigger guy than the, the guy who won. The other guy was just quicker. You know what I mean? But like this hit was beautiful. He dove and then just like gave an impossible hit. You couldn't return it. It was so, you heard people in the video like gasp and it took longer to get the game started. Cause I think everyone was just like astounded and he lost. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he just had five more of those, the rest of the game, he would have been in there. But, um, so yeah, handball, it's like, I, I should be watching more of it in New York. There's like leagues. Yeah. I should watch it, a competition. Yeah. Uh, my mom grew up in New York and she always says that she would always talk about like New York style handball, like, and just crowds would gather around, but I haven't really seen that. Me neither. Not, not as much. No. Um, what do you think is more popular? I have my answer. Stickball in terms of New York sports, sports that you really think of New York, what do you think is more popular handball or stickball? I would think right now handball. Yeah, same here. I don't think I've seen stickball on the streets in years. <laughs> I think that's what like kids in the fifties did or something. Yeah, right. And there's... I feel like someone would consider the stick as a weapon at this point. So that's <laughs> yeah. Also, I, 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 I don't know. It doesn't seem like the greatest thing to do on the street. Like you're gonna probably break a window on a car or something. Yeah. True. But there's like a famous like video clip of uh, Willie Mays like on we a street. All, we were all good kids. Yeah. Sounds like for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. There, there's Willie Mays playing uh, stickball on a New York City street what? while he was in the majors. Oh wow! Not as a kid. Oh, it's still that's still cool though. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, that's handball. I don't know if anybody has any any questions. <laughs> I'll be honest. I um. This is also serves as a plug. Stoner Morning Show is doing live shows on Mondays at the Tiny Cupboard. Oh, cool. And I asked the audience what sport I should do because I wanted something. <laughs> and they were all New Yorkers. Like, they all just said handball. And I was like, all right, that is, I don't know. You're not disappointed by handball, right? Because the other sports were like 
had like some of them were in the Olympics. Handball is just like different. Right. But I think everybody's kind of heard of it. Brittany, had you heard of handball or wall ball? Um, yeah, I heard it as wall ball. I had to look up like the one on one handball. And then there's like the team one that has like the um, goal, but I think that's slightly different than oh, yeah. the handball mm-hmm. that you're talking about. I think that was the first underdog that sport. That was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like handball is essentially squash without the um, <laughs> having a, a, a racket. So, um, and I played squash and completely failed. So <laughs> I probably would not be that much better with handball. I don't think I knew about it in Cleveland. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I knew. It might not be in the Midwest or other like pockets of the country. Do you uh, do you have a video you recommend? Um, like a how-to video or yeah, or so, or like a great highlight or something. Well, there's. Uh, I mean, I can try I, to find. I'll share my screen. Grammarly can help you write oh, quickly. <laughs> Did it like you? I can do this, right? You're cool with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, host disabled participant. I guess I'm not cool with it. Um, how do I ask people to share their screen? Or you could, if you have a link, you could sign uh, it. Yeah, that's, geez, good work, Larry. <laughs> Sorry that you have to do, like, B. Roz and Fraser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's podcasting, though. And you're Niles and Eddie. You're all of them. Uh, where's... I can't find the chat. Oh, weird. Uh, all right, hold on. There it is. You'll, you'll get it. I'll get I'm it. Just I don't know what you're looking at, but I'm just... I'm just trying to help. Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Rogers. For over 10 years, I've been helping people worldwide lose weight, sculpting muscle, this and build strength. Going to like, uh, like they do some replays on some of these shots. I gotta imagine it. it it's gotta hurt your hand. Oh yeah. yeah, it definitely does. Eventually, yeah. Sometimes people wear gloves, but these guys, I be, I, I bet they just learned at their playground. They're they're probably like anti-glove guys. <laughs> Do you remember there was a Nintendo game that um, was basically like handball, and on the screen there was just a big hand that you control? And I don't know if it worked with the power glove or not, but you'd have to like click in time to catch it and then throw it back. I don't, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. But was I, it a Wii game? I wonder. Maybe they tur- maybe they made it a Wii game as well. I do have something Nintendo asked to share. I oh, recently yeah? I played Marble Madness when I was a kid. One of my friends had that. That game was hard. Oh, I recently yeah. watched a playthrough. It takes you can beat it in four minutes. It was like <laughs> how easy. There's only like five levels. It's barely <laughs> I was so mad when I saw <laughs> how quick how close we all were to winning. You were four minutes away. Yeah, I mean, I think I was two levels away, but... I didn't realize that they played with a squash ball. I thought they used a bigger 
ball for handball. Do you know, Sean, do you know how hard the ball is? It's pretty hard. I mean, it feels like a dog's chew toy, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, it's not, it hurts sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, if that's a squash ball, then yes, it's definitely yeah. that hard. It's like, what, that, what is it, that tough blue circle yeah. ball? Yeah. yeah. But it's a good workout. I mean, you're tired by, like, the seventh point. Oh, that guy. Okay, I think he was... He thought he was blocking, or there was two bounces. Oh, yeah. I, To be honest, they showed this in replay very... I really don't know what we're looking for. I don't know if the refs got it right or not. I mean, it looked like there was just one, but it, it was too like close one to me. in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it was too close to the ground to be able to uh-huh. tell if it was what our and they don't have act, like instant replay. <laughs> uh, I guess unlike the professional sports. Well, it said they could appeal, like no instant replay, but they're right. able to challenge. I guess. And the lady on the left, I guess she's a referee, but the times that it looks like she's just staring it out down at her phone. Maybe <laughs> she's uh, I don't know who knows. Maybe she's a scorekeeper. Maybe she's not a ref. Or a line judge. Right. Or maybe um, a local reporter. Could be, yeah. Uh, but I, I'll be honest, I found less handball videos on YouTube than I expected. Yeah. Would be cool to see. Let me see this. This is another video. Okay, that's a good one. Is your house a sauna in summer? So many ads. And I'm yeah, getting YouTube I'm... needs their money. Well, I guess Google needs their money via YouTube. Every time I open YouTube on my phone, it asks me if I want to subscribe to, for a free trial. I'm like, I've said no to this so many times. <laughs> there should be an app that closes that dialogue box. Yeah. Oh, man, I would be concerned about playing in the open and losing that ball. Like, over the, like, just being too aggressive and hitting it over the wall, and then it's more or less gone. There's enough fans watching that somebody will... Or they'll just treat it like a baseball and (laughs) and just like leave after that. Throw it out. It's like such a great sport because it's like all right, well, you do need a wall, but and a ball, but that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, you don't need. Yeah, there's no like padding. You need no helmets, (laughs) no Uh, rackets. As yeah, in competition, I guess. They sometimes wear eye. Um, mm, yeah. Like, I think in the rooms where it's like three walls or four walls, I think they're wearing eye gear. Um, yeah, it's like, and you only need two people, or you can play pairs. It's just like, it's the perfect city sport. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have a ton of money, but you want to play something. Yeah. All you do, you just need enough money for a ball. Yeah, because you could yeah. play on the side of a building. Or you can just find one on the ground somewhere. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, so good, good work, Stoner Morning Show live show audience. It yeah. wasn't good. I um, I did enjoy watching it more than I ex- expected in some way. You know what I mean? Because it's like we know handball. It's in some ways more fun to talk about the sports we didn't know existed, but like, not enough people know about this. You know, it's still an underdog. Sport. Oh wait, 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 this is great. 
Oh, the guy complaining about yeah. So this, this player says, can you make sure that they don't say anything while the volley plays? And then the ref says. Oh, wow. They're like, some of them are tennis star prima donnas. <laughs> there you go. Let the play finish and then you can cheer right after. It's like golf, apparently. Yeah. Or tennis. Yeah. I didn't even realize folks were get upset if you were cheering in the middle of a game but i guess you need the quiet yeah. i suppose well that's cool thank you sean for teaching us about both team handball and new york city handball wall ball video of guys playing in the playground because i feel it was it just feels different oh you have another video no no the one first one we watched where they were inside it just feels it's more exciting when they're out yeah i agree with that I agree with that. But good playing all around. All right, there it is, handball. There it is, handball. <laughs> all right, going back a little bit to the draft. So uh, Houston has two picks towards the end. It's like 23 and 24, right? From Portland, from the Robert Covington trade and uh, the P.J. Tucker trade with Milwaukee. Um, any players that you're hoping that the Rockets get around that range? Not necessarily. <laughs> no, I think it really depends on the who they pick first because yeah. that will, I think, sort of depend – or whoever they pick for the number two pick will um, factor into who they pick for the 23 and 24 pick. I think the 24 pick is going to be essentially like a free-for-all. Uh, well, Maybe not a free fall, but essentially just a player who probably would potentially be in the second round, but is just a development player. But for number 23, I feel like they'll probably do the opposite of what they did for the number two pick. So if they pick Mobley, they'll pick some guard um, in the 23 pick. And if they pick um, green, then they'll pick center. Um, and I guess luckily this year with the draft, there are so many centers, like decent centers too, even like perspective um, raw centers are pretty good. So I don't know. I, I feel like ultimately, you know, maybe I should be more picky about like, Hey, they should pick, you know, X, Y, and Z player. But I, I, I just, at this point, I just want them to get like decent to good players that, can grow with the rest of the team and then hopefully in two to three seasons they can be in the play-in games or even in the playoffs again yeah i mean that, that number two pick is really gonna shape the franchise going forward john yeah. have you looked into any players at all towards the end of the draft uh well not in that spot but i've like i've got my own second rounder oh um, yeah joe Wieskamp. ah the Iowan. That is that is my that is my sneaky steal of the draft. I don't. I mean, I don't know. He'll end up on the Rockets, but I, I actually hope he ends up on a good team. Um, and I think he can. I think he can be a legit NBA player. Well, the can, Rockets. No, I was saying the Rockets don't have a second round pick right now, so yeah. who knows? So, so no, Joe, there's no way Wieskamp is climbing to the first round, but. No. The um yeah. I See know. that I maybe that is the trade down scenario. Trade number twenty four <laughs> for two seconds, so you could get Wee's camp. I just I just love I love his game. He is a straight gunner. He can he shoots like fifty percent from three, and he can d up well enough. 
Um, he just can't, he can't really create off the dribble, but you know, Clay Thompson never creates off the dribble, you know, like there's lots of, lots of guys. I don't know. He's, he's going to be the, he's the upside pick of the second round. <laughs> Whoever gets him. I, I like that. I like that, that, that call. Uh, it seems like that like around 20 through 45, it's kind of all interchangeable. That's maybe sort of true every year, but it really seems that way this year or maybe 20 through 35. There's just a lot of pretty good players. Um, so I think having a lot of picks in that range is good. Uh, the Knicks have 19 and 21. The players that I think could be available there that I'm hoping they could get, um, I definitely want them... I would love if they could get Zaire Williams, but I don't know if he'll last that long. Yeah, I don't think so. It seems like he's climbing, isn't he? I don't know. It seems that way. Like he was, he was high up during the, in the start of the college season, and then didn't play that well. But I, I saw him play, and I thought it was pretty good. And but enough to make him drop, and now it looks like he's rising again. What if the Knicks could get like back to back? wooden college players of the year <laughs> so so that would yeah, mean got, uh they, garza right so they got Toppin. they just pick up garza i mean 20 might be a little early for garza yeah <laughs> i think so. well they have they have two seconds right now they have 32 which is a, a nice pick uh that's from detroit and from their trade of marcus morris to the clippers they also have 56, I think, from Philly. That's that's more of a Garza. That's spot. Garza territory. That's, that's Garza territory. 15th man. Um, I love the guy, though. Yeah. Hey, if, if Garza's still there, I'm for it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I know a potential player that they could look for. Who's that? John Wall. <laughs> they need a point guard. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think the Rockets are willing to give john wall for something i i don't know what that oh something would i'm be. sure they would give john wall for nothing if they could <laughs> i mean the knicks have that cap space and they did so they did. well with derrick rose last season mm-hmm. maybe it's it's the fountain of youth team the Tib- <laughs> tibbs can he's is the opposite he used to injure young players now he restores veterans <laughs> to their past glory I, i'm just trying to get John Wall off the team, especially since he continues to want pine for the LA Clippers. So mm. I, I, at this point, I really don't care. Trade him straight up for Kawhi. Done. <laughs> Perfect. Kawhi probably won't even. Yeah, he's not going to play next year with the, and the Rockets. Partial... Are trying to win next year, so <laughs> perfect. Yeah, John Wall. If he goes to the Clippers and the Clippers resign, was was Boogie Cousins? He was on the Clippers this year, right? He was on the Rockets and the Clippers. He, he was part of the the Valley Oop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was he was the defending the inbound pass. Yeah, in like oh here I'll cover this spot. You can throw it to the rim. <laughs> yeah, that was Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. So and you're right. He was on Houston. I forgot about that with John Wall. So reunited again for the third time with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other guys I'm considering. Or from what I know, seem good. Or Cameron Thomas from LSU, uh, Jaden Springer from Tennessee, Chris Duarte from Oregon. How about any walk-ons? Is that possible in the NBA? 
You mean uh, who are walk-ons in college? No, like you walk on and try out for an NBA team. I don't no. know. Yeah you, yeah, you can make a team undrafted. Yeah. There's um, that. G League. And ton of folks are going into the G League and yeah. practicing for or practicing and actually getting and on summer teams. league. Yep, summer so league too. Yeah, you can definitely. There's a. I mean, there you get undrafted people who have become all stars. Yeah, for sure. I'm always thinking about that underdog angle. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, that reminds me. I'm I'm going to summer league this year. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, awesome. that's gonna be exciting. Maybe. I've never been to it before. Yeah, bring your own water. I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's any left in Vegas, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like California has the same issue. All of the West Coast is having water issues. Brittany, I don't want to volunteer you for anything, but maybe you can broadcast into Larry's show live from there. Yeah. I don't think that- <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll, um, do, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing uh, like sports business classroom, but I can definitely in my spare time do that as well. <laughs> is is the sports, Is are they having like a sports business conference coinciding with summer league kind of thing um it's not really a conference it's more like a educational thing so Uh you pay a ton of money like essentially like a semester's worth of classes take a week to learn about like the salary cap or learn about media so i'm going to learn about the salary cap and then in the evenings we get to or the afternoons and evenings we get to go to the summer league games oh that's cool that the games are included as part of the package yep and, nice. and also hotel as well. Um, not an ad or anything like that. Although I do have a coupon code. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, no, but seriously, like uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to see like whoever the Rockets pick out. I'll, maybe I'll be able to see some of the Rockets um, summer league games. Um, and that should be exciting since they actually have a young team. Like usually the yeah. teams that don't have a young team, they suck in the summer league because they're actually looking forward to the regular season. But the teams that are up and coming slash like in the lottery, they're usually the ones that are fun to look at during summer league. Yeah. They got to bring it and really show what they, they can offer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Some of them are like really trying to make the team. Summer league is great. It's like so full of hope. Um, and and it, it gives you this this chance to overreact, like right after the draft. I mean, Kevin Knox killed it in his first summer league. Like he was, he had these highlight reel dunks, and people thought he was like the steal of the draft after his. I remember league. Lonzo Ball was like appointment viewing during yeah his summer league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the same thing with Zion as well, um, but. They also had that um, earthquake during Zion's yeah. league debut. That was against the Knicks, and um, I believe Alonzo Trier had a dunk while the earthquake was happening. Oh, goodness. I'm hoping there's not an earthquake. I, I feel enough here in Cali- <laughs> when I'm in California. I don't need one in Vegas when it's 100 and whatever degrees that yeah. it's going to be. In got enough weeks. natural disasters. Yep. Sean, you said you had a possible, you had a question for a possible oh, conversation starter. Yeah, this might be too philosophical and too big for the end. I don't know. But <laughs> I want to ask you all, what do you think, um, how do you think you learn more about sports? Is it from watching the sport itself, having a conversation about that sport, or reading or watching other people like give their analysis of it? Like, what do you think you learn more from? Playing the sport is not on the table? Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. 
But we're I'm talking about like because this is, we're talking about pro sports, you know. Okay. Uh huh. As sports fans of those like leagues and teams, like mm-hmm. what do you think? I don't know. It's too huge, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it depends on what you're trying to do. So, like, I guess I'm using basketball since we're talking about basketball, but typically you know, they recommend for you to watch it. But if you're trying to do like analytics and stuff like that, reading about the math and trying to see how that works, it um, works a little bit more than just watching. But ultimately speaking, and I hate to go into the like eye test. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you ever heard of the term eye test versus um, analytics. It's a big, huge drama thing on um, NBA Twitter. Um, If you ever look it up, you can see drama there. Um, (laughs) But I think both are important. Um, it just depends on what you're sort of specializing in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would say it's interesting. Um, my favorite sport, my favorite sport as a little kid was baseball. It was like the first sport I was really introduced to. And I, I guess I, I, I wasn't reading analysis back then as a six year old. Uh, but I was, I mostly learned, I guess, from watching, but also conversation with my, my dad, but that was more like him teaching me and explaining things. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the broad, like initial learning is from watching um, or just like casual conversations. And then if you really want to get nerdy about it, you got to you got to read those anal- like data driven analyses or very like wonky analysis. John, how do you learn about sports? I think you're right. I mean, nowadays there's so much reading, like even yeah. like if you're not like back, you know, 20 years ago before analytics caught on in every sport when it was just like Billy Bean working on it mm-hmm. um, in his garage, like Bonnie back Bob. then, I know that was me. What's that? Brad Pitt. Um, so I think then it was a lot of watching and talking. I think now though, every sport is as complicated as like a college major. I think there's just, there's so many different angles and there's so many different things to think about that. Yeah. It's just, it's gotta, you gotta read. Right. And, and I think that's also led to the sports evolving, um, obviously through analytics, but like you see in baseball, the big controversy with the foreign substances for increased spin rate. Um, I mean, I, I assume pitchers kind of intuitively knew you want to spin the ball as much as possible, but had no idea what really was the effect of it. And that just changed the way they approached pitching. And that's why strike strikeouts are like through the roof this season. Well, that and hitters are trying for home runs. That's all the true time, too. So yeah. 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 I mean, didn't they change the ball as well? Like they did. Uh, they flattened by it. Like, yeah. I read that article and that was interesting. Like it's not, not even like hundreds of um, grams and it can cause the spin rate and everything else to change. Um, it's a, pretty intriguing. Yeah. Baseball's a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too bad. Yeah. They've got a nice crop of young, young stars who could make it be like, who really have, I, I think star power and would be great for the game. John, yeah. John, uh, stumbled on the great title of a like a talk show about 
baseball specifically, where the guy, the people behind the desk are just completely stressed out. There's papers everywhere. They're like disheveled. <laughs> it's like there's just baseball's a mess, and it's just like <laughs> they're at the end of their rope. <laughs> and they all wear they all wear baseball uniforms, even though they work <laughs> in the front office because the manager wears a uniform. Right. I, I love that the idea of baseball people top to bottom in the organization wearing uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Even the camera crews. They're yeah, the camera crew. You, you got to be ready in case they need you. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's star player uh, comes to a new team. Sorry, that number's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> We've got four-digit numbers on this team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, basketball's not a mess, and... Uh, yeah, before we go, who does everybody have winning the championship? It's 2-2. Pretty good finals. I had, go so ahead, after at 2-0 Phoenix, I was thinking Bucks in seven. Mm. Uh, was the, because I thought game two, like the Bucks had kind of figured it out. They just couldn't get it. They couldn't finish it off. Um, now I'm thinking, I'm still thinking Bucks in seven. I don't think they're going to get it in six. I think, I still think seven. But it would have been it was a much gutsier call mm-hmm. at two zero Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Game Five is a must win for Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a hot, uh, I can't remember the exact stat, but it's like above sixty percent. If whoever wins Game Five wins the um, championship, or well, wins the series, usually in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to win Game Five. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you have, Britt, winning it? The um, whole series. I don't know. Like I, I initially said the Suns in a gentleman sweep, but since that can't happen anymore, <laughs> I'm gonna say like I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't root for any other team than the Rockets. So um, and both sides have players that make me sad. So Giannis, mm-hmm. because of the MVP things, although I probably shouldn't care anymore because Harden's not on the team. And then Chris Paul because of, you know, all the Chris Paul stuff. So I, I just want who, like minimal injuries and then whoever mm-hmm. has the greatest chance of winning to win. I won't even say who can win anymore because I'm going to get it wrong. Sean? Well, I'm, on a, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks just because I want Giannis to win. Doesn't he seem like a nice person? He does. Yeah. 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 Like nobody hates him, right? Like I can understand you not liking him. I think James Harden hates him. Got it. I That's mean, maybe it. <laughs> I don't think Harden hates him. It's just more It's yeah. more the other way around. Well, yeah. Cool. I don't know. But I would be cool if they they won. He seems like a, a an outstanding dude. He he does. Yeah. 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 I think that would be great. Yeah, I'd be happy if Tucker wins. That's the only mm-hmm. person yeah. on that team that I'm. Tucker was a great about. rocket. I love the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Suns still in seven. Suns in seven. You seem remorseful. I well, I've been. It, you know, it's weird. I I've wanted. I've been rooting for the Suns throughout the these playoffs. And even, the, but like during these last two games, I find myself kind of rooting for Milwaukee a little bit. Oh. It's, so it's, it's now I feel torn. I get yeah. it. Okay. All right. But it's still a valid prediction. Yeah. I, I 
I do. A lot of people, you know, will make fun of um, Holiday or Middleton as like not really stars, but I think that's that's a terrific top three. Holiday's a hell of a defender. Yeah, man, the guy should probably just not shoot as much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you know, shooting twenty percent from the field is pretty rough, but um, like four for twenty. Like, it's one thing to shoot twenty percent from the field, one for five. Mm-hmm. Right, four for twenty, but. You know he's he's played great defense. His his defense turned this whole series around. That and just the intensity of like Giannis, especially just going so hard for every ball, like every 50-50 ball, like and that that block from Giannis, like they've got to win after that block. Mm-hmm. That block was that that was incredible. Yeah. Like I watched that like fifty times. <laughs> I'm watching it from all these different angles. I'm like, no way. He can't. It's goaltending. I'm like, nope, it's not. If you look at it from here, it it was amazing. How do you rank these three blocks? Um, LeBron's chase down of Iguodala, the Giannis block yesterday, and Bam's one finger block against Ooh. who was it against? Ooh. The stakes. The, the only problem with BAMs were the, the stakes were just not as high. Was it like a conference finals? That was conference finals against the Celtics. That was game one. Okay. Um, but they did end up going – that was incredible. That, but the finals, the stakes were higher. LeBron's, it was game seven. Yeah. The last you know? minute. The last but, few minutes. But LeBron too. does that chase down block like – Constantly. All the time, like you can see him. He's like a, he's like a, he's like predator or whatever. He's like <laughs> looking in, he's zeroing, and he knows exactly mm-hmm. where it's going. And Iguodala is like old, right? <laughs> he's like, I mean, no, no offense. I mean, I love Iguodala, but like it was like you knew that he wasn't like he was going to be able to catch Iguodala. Yeah. If John Wall had been running out in front of him, he's not chasing down John Wall or Russ, Russell Westbrook or something like that. I think the I I think that. This one was incredible because Aiton is Aiton and Booker both young, height of their powers, you know, Giannis, height of his powers. And it was just, it was so perfect. Mm-hmm. It was so perfect. So I'm going to put this one one. I think wow. it's. Wow. Uh, I don't know if I, you can put that as one if you're talking about stakes. Like, I feel like the LeBron block just because of stakes it was game seven there weren't there wasn't going to be another game um, yeah, after no, that true. i mean i think it's just a classic because of that but i think this one probably rates pretty high especially if the bucks are able to get you know they were down 2-0 although that's not really a big deficit um in a series but if they come back and win in six or seven then yeah that's gonna, probably going to be an all-time block but if they you know lose then I, I don't know if you can put it as high as LeBron's I, I think it's more of a TBA on where it's going to actually land at yeah that's fair when's the next game tomorrow no it's Saturday Saturday they're like taking two days off oh. it's like three days between games I'll try to watch it all right and report back to us yeah yeah out there <laughs> alternately you, you can go on YouTube and there's like they put the condensed games on there now <laughs> in case you don't want to watch the whole game. No, Although I, I don't recommend that, but it's I, there. Might, no, I might watch the whole game. I'm visiting a friend upstate. Maybe we'll watch the finals. Nice. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I think game five, I'm predicting a good, a great Chris Paul game. It's time. Yeah. He's, gotta, yeah, he's, he's gotta, got to. Back. Yeah. All right. Well, um, 
before we go, let's do some plugs. Uh, Sean, would you like to plug anything? Well, I started uh, posting uh, hard seltzer reviews on my Instagram account. <laughs> I, I, I probably will do more. I, fr- I have a friend who told me that I, I should do these. I, I don't know if he was being serious or messing with me, but um, you can watch those on uh, Instagram, Sean Wickens. Nice. Next time I'm in the mood for some seltzer, I'll check out they're your reviews all, first. Spoiler alert, they're all going to get rated well, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so refreshing. Britt, anything to plug? Yep. So on Twitter and Instagram, my username is Britt Robatista. That's B-R-I-T-R-O-B-O-T-I-S-T-A. And maybe eventually I'll sort it in it to something even less than that. Um, you can also, um, I am a occasional co-host on the Launchpad podcast. That's at um, Apollo Launchpad. Um, that's part of Apollo HOU. Those are both on Twitter. And then I'm also on Step Back Sisterhood. That's at Step Back Sisters. And I have too many things to plug, but that's it. That's, that's plenty to plug. Uh, John, any final, final words of wisdom? Uh, no, just, uh, just a reminder people to go get your shots. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, everyone's relaxing, but Delta is coming hard. Yeah. And so get your shots. Tell your friends to get shots. Mm-hmm. Tell their friends to get shots. Some people will stop being your friend if you insist they get a shot. <laughs> but do what you do what you can. Change the minds you gain. Yeah. Change the minds. Uh, yeah, hopefully one of these one of these episodes you won't have to say that anymore. Yeah, no kidding. I <laughs> thought this I thought we'd be done by now. Yeah. But no. <laughs> and of course I am at Larry the Athlete on Twitter, Instagram, and all social media. And you could subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. And may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thunder.